Bonjour. Konnichiwa. I am Frederic Rigolo, News Director of Belmont Media Center. And I'm Komako Akai Whitelaw, Citizen Journalist for BMC. Welcome to our new podcast series, Power of Music. What makes us musicians? What draws us into music? Those are the core questions we hope this podcast series answers. In this first season, we interview Powers Music School faculty members. We'd like to give special thanks to Kelly Weber and Gavin Farrell for their support. The production of our podcast incidentally coincided with the COVID-19 pandemic, which reminds us how music heals us, how music brings us joy, and how music brings us together. In this episode, right on the spot, Kira Charong Tao, pianist teacher at Powell's Music School, shares with us her experience as concert performer. The podcast begins with Kira playing the last movement of Franz Liszt's piano number no. two in A major. My name is Kira Shirongjiao. I am a pianist, also a teacher. Currently, I'm teaching at New England Conservatory of Music, Preparatory and Continuing Education. I also am faculty teaching at Powers Music. I play in concert all over the world. Uh, I also give master classes and uh, gave uh, lectures around the world. Basically, playing piano and performing as a solo and a concerto pianist. Also, as well as teaching, giving lecture has been mainly the focus of my life. I try to connect with audience as much as I could and I try to enjoy in my own music, but in the same time, hearing what come around from the horse perspective, because we can not only be so focused on what we're doing right here, we need to be able to have the third ear, we would always say, and to be able to hear what come from the hall that what audience can hear. It's really interesting when, when you perform and it's a complicated situation is that you want to be involved in the music as much as you could. That's why you, you share and you use your own understanding interpretation to get what is the understanding of the composers. Uh, but in the same time, you also want to be a little bit outside from it. So then you are more um, in terms of logic of what you are doing rather than just being only in your own zone and then forget everything else. So that that perfect spot is, is not easy to get.
I think when I played the best during a live concert was that I was able to uh, find that perfect balance. Be throw myself in, but also be able to hear exactly what, if that's the thing I wanted. So I think music is also something spontaneous. Yes, we practice, we analyze scores, we thought through the thing we want to do. Sometimes down to note to note, or measure to measure, or phrase to phrase. But right in that spot, when you are perform, it has to be spontaneous, even a little bit improv. Not jazz kind of improv, but I guess it's emotional. You want to be fresh right on the spot. Like、uh, a dream moment, it's really the dream moment come true. That, for example, when I perform with orchestra, the magic you are creating between the solo piano part and the orchestra part, the dialogues between the harmony, the texture. Sometimes one line goes, you know, the other line. A conversation, the dialogue, and you are creating something. You are collaborating with something so magic. I think it's really the A high point of my life. <laughs> All of that through the fantastic writing of the composer. That how composers wants those lines, those chords or colors come through the soloist, solo piano, and、um, the orchestra. Piano repertoire has been mainly composed by European or Russian composers. Beethoven is definitely one of the favorite composers that I. Love to study and love to、uh, play. I think, first of all, is Beethoven's personality. He was someone really has a strong character and a very strong soul. And his music is always very powerful, but also. And complicated, but in a way that we easily understand. As a listener, I think you can already tell from the color, from the texture, from the structure, that he uses very、uh, classical, quite traditional. But the harmony he explored, it was he went out of the box, he explored all kind of possibilities. And the piano, particularly, was the instrument that he really used to express a lot of those.
So the one I share with you was the Beethoven Opus 109 Sonata in E major. So it's one of Beethoven's late piano sonatas. Uh, by that period of time, Beethoven write, wrote something really very philosophical and also contrapuntal. So besides all his dramatic, dynamic changes, besides all his rhythmic impulse that he would use in his earlier or middle period, in the late period, it's really very profound. So Chopin was a very pianistic composer. Uh, he composed so many pieces for piano, this instrument. He had a few, but very a few chamber music or his uh, cello sonatas, but very few of, of them. So he was mainly writing and contributing to the world of piano. So the piece I was performed uh, in that concert was uh, Chopin Second Piano Concerto in F minor, Opus 21. His music is always extremely lyrical and very emotional. Uh, Chopin's personality was like that. So his music, uh, for me, shows another side of the lyricism, sometimes even vulnerable. When he performed in the salon, in a small concert hall setting, that was the time that he didn't actually want to play piano, solo recitals in a very large hall with a lot of audience. He wanted more intimacy when he played. So during those times when he played, he would often add a little bit uh, ornaments, add on something, or reduce something during the time when he played. So we can hear a lot of uh, that, again, improvisation style sort of playing as long as very vocal style into Chopin's music.
those composers, I not only Beethoven or Chopin, but just an example, evoke a lot of my own feelings. So when I, no matter practice or or perform, those emotions are are real,、uh, are real for me, with the respect of what I think they wanted. I was able to add some my own, and just to use my own understanding and use my own power to to express to my audience. It's possible for me to suggest. I also would love to for you to play Rachmaninoff Etude Tableau, Opus Thirty Three, Number Five, and the Ravel Rideau. Those two pieces sort of establish in a style that different than the Chopin or Beethoven. If we say Chopin or Beethoven, more classical,、uh, more formatic、uh, in a way, then those pieces more picturized. Evoke one's imagination. So I know, for example, in Rachmaninoff, the Opus Thirty-Three, the Etude Tableau, it basically meaning study picture. So even though Rachmaninoff didn't really want to exactly entitle specific stories or pictures into each ones, he actually wanted the audience listen to it and have their own thinking or imagination. But number five had the title of Snow Blizzard. To play those pieces, also including Ravel's music, is really the depicting the scenery and、uh, water. The Ravel Jadot, meaning playing water or fountains. I think piano is an instrument that I enjoy and、uh, play images or having images related. We have a lot of possibilities. To create stories, to create pictures. I have to picturing something when I play those music. Is I have to, otherwise you lose the whole point of it, and、uh, you couldn't really capture or help your audience to imagining 
something. Yes, I do have very strong picture. That's related to actually one interesting story. When I was very young, I think about ten years old, I was learning my very first few、uh, French music by Debussy and Ravel, and、uh, I asked my mom if there were any chance I could get to a gallery or just watch some of the painting by the very famous uh, French uh, painter. Like Monet,、uh, Van Gogh. At that time, during that period, there weren't any show available to watch. But my mom, she bought a lot of、uh, books of just all the images, all the French impressionism. So I look at those paintings and imagining the colors and the movement into each phrases. I think those really helped me a lot. To be able to interpret it, because again, we're playing piano, we're dealing with sound, we're not dealing with pictures that directly, but we can relate it to it. And the music is something actually easy to grasp. What you want, what you see in your head. About five years old, when my mom got a little baby upright piano,、uh, when I was in China, in Beijing, actually my hometown, so she got me this piano, and、uh, I didn't know anything about piano actually because that was always one of her dream wanted to do, but because of the background, because of the unable to get. Access to an instrument, particularly Western instrument, at that time. So that was always her biggest dream. And、uh, I was—I remember the first time when I sat down. Very big memory, I have to say. And I touched the keys, and、uh, I immediately actually felt really closed with the sound, and really mesmerized with how different it could sound like. I couldn't play anything, so I was just touch a few notes, play loudly and also quietly. So I was really mesmerized by, wow, this boy I didn't even know what that called could create this enormous variety in terms of sound. And I didn't learn any other instrument, and I didn't have any other training. I say classical training, but I do remember one thing that I have to give huge thank to my parents that my mom was constantly playing music. So she bought as many recordings, CDs as possible, including. 
one of the best. Tchaikovsky, piano concerto, emperor concerto, just all kind of things. So I was able to listening with the, you know, high expectation with the real concert pianist or concert artist, musician should sound like. So then it really, I would say, planted a seed in my heart. Someday I want to be there. I really want to tour around the world and perform. I came to the stay in 2006, so wow, I cannot believe it's more than a decade ago. <laughs> so I was really lucky and fortunate enough. I got a full scholarship to Menace College of Music in New York. It's a training there in China was very different than the training in the U.S., I would say. Everything is very systematic. And um, the principles, the rules are matter the most. Everything, everything else probably will come second. So speak to the piano playing, absolutely the technique, the hand position, and the repertoire you must learn in a certain age are very strict. And they were also very encouraging students to participate in competitions. So I would say it's very competitive, but in a healthy way, I think, particularly as a youngster, right? Because you need this discipline to be able to achieve something greater. I think to have that very strong, solid foundation and the repertoire you learn and the technique you have been taught from my older teachers back in there, it really helped me a lot. Um, when I came to this country, on top of that, also I really enjoy and uh, appreciate enormously that imagination, the sort of without limited, without boundary kind of creativity that we have in here uh, that was able to shape me actually in a freer style who I am as a musician and as a pianist. So you're open to uh, create your own thoughts, of course, still with your professor's guidance if you're at school is different. And I would say, yes, I think the combination really helped me establish something.
to be able to play all over the world and to be able to also sustain that is absolutely not easy. And sometimes it doesn't even only depend on you. It depends on opportunities. It depends on the right time, do the right thing. Everything come into the end it has to do with a lot of practice and years of discover. So I would say it's like a sports. If you want to do a sport easy, you have to have the basic training. That's why I always say it: the basic technique, the principle, foundation is so important. If someone came to me and saying, "Oh, I just want to learn something for fun, for the enjoyment," that's one thing. But if you want to be there, if you want to be a concert pianist or be someone doing this professionally, you have to really focus on in the earlier stage when you are young to practice that. And it's like building muscles, you know, doing all the sports. I believe. When a great ten- tennis player or a great、um, basketball player, they don't spend hours and hours only throw the balls into the basket or just hit the tennis ball. They do all kind of lifting, maybe squash, maybe running, the basic training to get there. So I think it's the same thing. Not only I practice the difficult sections and try to make easy, I also have to use the basic fundamental things to to build and maintain the muscles, and also think in my head how to solve this. Because without brain work, only just physically trying again and again, you may succeed. You may actually ending up going to the other direction. You may hurt yourself. You may end up. A- Just create some kind of tension, not be able to do it. So I think also it's mental. So technically, it's also mental. You have to think how to solve that, and also hear what you want to play. You have to listen to it, hear what the goal you want to sound before you can do it, rather than the other way around. <laughs> I think my teaching philosophy is also influenced by my own background. That the combination of、uh, Eastern and Western. So I deeply believe the discipline, the principles, the foundation. It has to be strong. It has to be correct before we can incorporate imagination or freedom. So I think both things are both important. I encourage them to imagining,、uh, and also to listen to get inspired with other music they can hear. In the same time, they need to do the correct workout. They need to practice in a good, correct amount of time. Even though it's very difficult to get some kids to. Practice this day. It's just because we have too many 
activity going on. I would say the most thing is focus. Again, focusing is something you have to practice, and you get better with practicing.、Uh, and I feel it become harder these days for kids to feel that playing piano or playing instrument, practicing instrument, is quite fun. Because the more you focus, the more you find the fun fact, the fun set of it from it. If you are not even focusing, yes, you don't know what you're doing, and you get bored very quickly. But if you are learned or trained to be focused, you start to discover, wow, this wonderful piece. Wow, this is a wonderful thing about this composer, and this wonderful about playing. And of course, at the end, when you perform, when you share what you have did with your audience, is Amazing achievement and satisfying, I think. The last piece you just heard was Franz Liszt, Rhapsody Española, or Spanish Rhapsody. This episode was edited by Frederic Riglob, and our finale episode features Sarah Feiberg, cell teacher and co-chair of the string department at Powers Music School. She is the daughter of one of the founders of the school. She shares with us her memories and her love for cello. My baroque cello is very much a baroque cello. It's guttural. It's it can make nasty sounds, you know.、Um, but I felt like the sound that it made was me. When I first played this cello, I felt like it was my voice. I felt like it said what I wanted to say.